get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, saver retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's time for the Rutherford Report on 101 ESPN. Anything you folks want to know about the fascinating world of pro hockey, here we go. He's Alex Ferrario, that's Tanner Hendrickson, and I'm Brandon Kiley. It's BK and Ferrario here on 101 ESPN. Happy to go out to the 101 ESPN hotline now to be joined by our friend, the Blues Insider for The Athletic. He's Jeremy Rutherford joining us here on the show. Jer, what's good, man? Oh, not too much, lads. How you guys doing? Uh, we're doing all right. So, JR, I want to ask you a question about last Blues season because we're having a repeat here in St. Louis. It's deja vu all over again with the Cardinals. It, at what point did you know that the Blues season was going to end the way that it did? Yeah, it wasn't uh, as early as you would like to think when you follow the team every single day. I think that uh, years and years of success will kind of skew your belief that uh, you think you can bounce back and things will just automatically come together. I do remember Ken Hitchcock saying years and years ago that you can't carry chemistry camaraderie over uh, through the off season year to year. And, and uh, whether it be roster construction BK or whether it be that chemistry that Ken Hitchcock was talking about, it just wasn't there. And so, you know, I think once Doug Armstrong kind of got alarmed and that was in November uh, you started to see uh, December and January, things just weren't getting better. I think at that point, probably about midway through the year, it's like this might not come together like everybody thinks. Jer, when we talked with uh, Doug Armstrong a couple of weeks ago, you know, we talked about the difference between the team that won the Stanley Cup and this year's team, and he said the maturity factor is completely different. Younger players not understanding the game maybe as well as guys like Steen and Petro who had been around a long time. The one thing when he said that I thought of was, okay, and what they did the year prior to them maybe not being mature enough was they went out there and they found some veterans and Bozak and O'Reilly and Pat Maroon that brought that in. Could they do another offseason like that, or is that maybe two or three years down the road before they try and add to that maturity? Yeah, I think that's going to be a while. That's a great point. You know, I think that that team, and you know, I've written a lot about it last late, lately with uh, this Doug Armstrong series that we're doing, you know, looking back to the years leading up to the Stanley Cup in 2019, you know, they got a lot of scars with those playoff losses to L.A. and uh, Chicago and Minnesota, and they couldn't get over that playoff hump until they got to that point where the team just matured, as you said, and then you added some of those guys like a Bozak, uh, like a Maroon, and, and those guys filled in the bottom roles. You already had some of the top guys, and those guys filled in the bottom roles. So you look at this current situation, you know, you've got a top six, you've got a top four defense. You know, could you go out and get those veteran-type guys uh, to plug in the, the bottom lines and the bottom defense to try to mature the team faster. I don't think that that's necessarily possible because you have all these young players ready to come up and assume positions. You've got to get them experience. I just think that the Blues are in a different scenario than they were back then. I, I don't think it's as easy as bringing in a Pat Maroon and all of a sudden turning yourself into a cup contender. They're going to have to play these guys 
and see what they've got in the system with the assets that they've drafted and acquired. JR, we were talking a little bit earlier today with David Pignota of the fourth period. He, he brought up the possibility of the Blues listening on some of their, their defensemen. And one of the immediate reactions from the audience, I think it's fair, is why would other teams want these contracts? If we're talking about them as bad contracts here in St. Louis, wouldn't they also be bad contracts for other teams? There's a little bit of truth to that. But then you go to the free agency crop this offseason and you look at the defensemen that are available, there's like three pretty good ones, and then it just kind of falls off of a cliff. Do you think we're overestimating how bad those contracts look for the defensemen given what the free agency class is available out there? I think this is a great conversation. I think that you can overestimate how bad they are when you're in St. Louis because there are other teams out there who, you know, would love to have one of these guys to fill in a spot. But here's here's the difference. You know, those teams who might want one of the Blues defensemen are definitely going to be closer. Uh, they're definitely going to be in a position where maybe that one more left shot defenseman, top four type guy can solidify their defensive core and make them an even more cemented Stanley Cup contender. But here's the problem. It's the term on the contract. You know, if you're a team that's in the top five, type top seven, and you have a chance to win a Stanley Cup next year, you might go out and get that defenseman that has, you know, one or two or maybe three years left on the deal. But when you talk about Nick Letty having the least amount of years uh, on his contract out of all these guys, Berg, Pareko, Falk, you know, Nick Letty, three more years left at, Four million each year. All of a sudden, that becomes the most attractive option of teams out there. Like these teams who are trying to go uh, cement that defense and make themselves into that cup contender aren't looking to add five, six, seven years. And I think that's where the situation comes into play. Now the AAV is down. Maybe that helps them fit their salary cap even better. Uh, but I just don't think that teams would be interested in that term. That's why I think. Uh, where Blues fans stand in terms of how do you unload one of these contracts? Jer, when it comes to this Blues roster for the upcoming season, of course, a lot can change with the draft and trades and the offseason, but so many people, the number one question I get asked is, you know, how do these prospects fit into the Blues plan? Zach Dean, Zachary Bolduc, who's had a heck of a season, his final season potentially in juniors. Do you see these guys being, I don't want to say impactful pieces because it's so hard when they're young, but pieces to the team next season? I think that if you look at a, a Zachary Dean, who the Blues got in the Barbashev trade, uh, I've heard from within the organization that he's got a real shot of making the team out of camp. But, you know, how long does it last? We saw that with Jake Neighbors last year, and then he was up and down. The same could be with Zach Dean. Uh, I, I talked to Zachary Bolduke yesterday. I have a piece coming up the Athletic in the next probably week or so on him. Uh, he's excited about the chance to make the team, but realizes that's not a guarantee. You know, he's another guy who could be up and down. I think these are guys who could potentially be on the roster next year. And, hey, do they score you 10 goals and kind of open your eyes a little bit, Alex? Yeah, I think they can. But I don't think these are impactful guys who next year they're going to score you 20 and they're going to make you uh, a more competitive team and you're going to be sitting third in the central because of what these guys are going to be able to do. I just think it's too early for some of these young guys uh, to, do, to do that. So the de- this team is definitely going to have to be carried by the guys who we assume were going to do the job last year and didn't do it. Uh, JR, I did want to ask you something we talked about a little bit yesterday with Craig Burby. We're talking to Jeremy Rutherford, Blues Insider for The Athletic. We talked about this yesterday uh, with Craig Burby. His assistant coaches, he, he's hoping to fill out this, um, this coaching staff sooner rather than later. Uh, what do you think 
would make sense from your perspective for them to add to this coaching staff? What should they be looking for? Maybe it's not an individual candidate because it's so hard to project those sorts of things. But what what kind of qualities do you think their next assistance will bring? Yeah, I think what uh, Doug Armstrong said, you know, you look at the situation with the assistant coaches last year, he brought in Craig McTavish. He was hoping that he was going to be a guy who could, you know, relay some of the quality information he's learned from being around winning teams his entire career to this current roster. And it just never got to that point last year because of the way the season fell apart. So then you pick up where Armstrong talked at the end of the season about, you know, guys who can communicate, guys who can get to the young players, guys who can press the right button. So, you know, I think we're going to hear something uh, really soon on those assistant coaches. And I think that uh, what you're going to find is, is probably uh, what Doug Armstrong was talking about. Uh, the, the type of coach who can come in and obviously have a good, hand on the X's and O's because they've got to get this defense back up to snuff. You know, it wasn't very good last year. You can point to the the performance, uh, but it's also got to be uh, a system that these guys can play and understand and be successful at. Uh, but the bigger picture, uh, it's got to be a coach who comes in here and is able to communicate and relate to these players and get the most out of them. And I think that's what we're going to see when we uh, get these hires from the Blues. JR, we appreciate the time as always, my friend. There's a great piece by you uh, yesterday that was posted about Doug Armstrong, the early years of his general manager uh, opportunity here in St. Louis. People should go check that out. If you can't find it on The Athletic, be sure to follow him on Twitter, at JP Rutherford. He tweeted it out over there as well. We'll be reading, we'll be waiting for you, and hopefully next week we'll be talking about some of the coaching hires, my friend. Yep, appreciate it, guys. Thanks for it.